where you gamble the fucking money. Fucking degenerate. Last week was the first time in a while I was solo. My man Germs uh, is nowhere to be found. So he's focusing on real life, which is uh, pretty lame. So shout out, shout out Germs. Um, yeah, not the best weekend, opening weekend on the uh, on the podcast, on the return. I believe we went three and four. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and list everything. We started strong with a Minnesota first half. Um, I listed Minnesota at plus 13 and a half, so I guess I should probably count it as a loss. But by the time I uploaded the podcast and actually took the bet, it was 14. It even got up to 14 and a half, I think, at one point. Minnesota lost by 14. Anyway, what else happened? The only good pick I really made was UCLA, uh, pretty much dominating LSU getting tons of pressure on Max Johnson, a quarterback, winning, I believe, 38-27 was the final. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty much true to score. It was never really super close except for the very beginning of the game. Uh, What else? DJ Ungulele, Clemson, looked really bad. Uh, I'm going to go a little quarterback breakdown, even though no one probably cares. I feel like there's a certain time in every young quarterback's uh, you know, career where they kind of go from fighting for the job to being the guy. And sometimes you think, all right, now I'm, now I'm the guy. I'm going to stand a little more tall in the pocket, a little taller. Um, not just going to go out there and sling it. I'm going to be precise and, and try and be more accurate and drop dimes all over the field. And I think it just hurts you. And uh, instead of going out there and slinging the rock and and throwing to, you know, guys that you see and you try and be a little too perfect. And I think that's what happened against Georgia. And uh, he was bad. He was bad. Um, You could just tell the way the ball was coming out of his hand. Little just kind of airmailing throws, not accurate. Uh, He's a much better quarterback than that. And I think he will prove to be here in the future. But uh, ugly game against Georgia. He made the one mis- one big mistake. Great play by the Georgia defensive back, pick six. Georgia wins, uh, was it 10-3, to three, the final? Um, and, uh, yeah, that was kind of the weekend. But super excited for week two slate. NFL is back. Uh, we're not going to get too deep into the NFL. I kind of want to keep this weekend college football base. There's two games I really love. Uh, and uh, and I have a teaser that I love as well. I will be in Vegas as of tomorrow morning. So I'm going to be getting a little buck wild in Vegas, uh, pick-wise, probably not party-wise. But, um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Noon, I believe 1230, Iowa Hawkeyes are going into Iowa State. This game is always close. Um, Iowa State everyone was looking at as a potential Big 12 champion this year, maybe upset Oklahoma. They had a great season last year, winning 10 games. Brock Purdy and uh, Brees, I believe his name's Brees, something, 
running back, both returning, running back, quarterback duo. They looked really bad week one. They played Northern Iowa. Apparently, Iowa, the state of Iowa, just only plays each other at the beginning of the season. Um, Watch out for like a Western Iowa, Southern Iowa game next week. Yeah, Iowa looked bad. They scored a touchdown early, I think, maybe like mid-second quarter on a run. Brock Purdy, no touchdown passes. The rest were all field goals. They pull out a close win against a tough Northern Iowa team, but let's get serious. You're the number nine team in the nation. Everyone's expecting you to fight for the Big 12 championship. And you beat Northern Iowa 16-10. to Now, it might have been a bit of a look ahead. Uh, big, big game this week against Iowa. A team who, going back to last season, has won 10 in a row by, I believe, 20 points a game. Um, yeah, I'm going to be frank. I don't even know who the Iowa starting quarterback is, but they looked really good last weekend uh they beat indiana aka indonia (laughs) i don't know if anyone saw that clip indiana one of the players jerseys had it misspelled on the front of his jersey um that's tough that's tough indiana i gotta love indiana just just colors by the way old school red and white the hoosiers is just something about them uh indiana was ranked in the top 25 coming into the season which these preseason rankings for college football are just so weird um so much turnover but indiana isn't the team they were last year so maybe a little bit of an over ranking um but iowa just handled them i believe the final was 34 to 6 those that Iowa defense is always tough. Um, had a couple of turnovers. I believe they had a turnover for a touchdown, defensive touchdown. Um, ran the ball well, as they always do. Uh, Iowa has been tight in U of late. Spread, I'm getting it at four and a half right now. I kind of want to put a little on maybe one unit on Iowa straight up and then maybe drop two units on the spread. Uh, four and a half just seems like a lot. I know it might not sound like a lot but this is always a even when the teams aren't good and one team is overmatched they just they know each other so well this is usually a field goal type of game um so i love iowa plus four and a half i'm not gonna bear pot yet that's not my for sure i got one at 4 30 p.m pacific time that i love even more um but let's bounce back a little bit to the morning games uab versus Georgia. Yes, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Um, This might sound ridiculous. UAB crushed in week one, but it was against a D1AA Jacksonville State. Um, Maybe Jacksonville State is not D1AA, actually. Let me check. I take that back. Your Division I Jacksonville State. Uh, I believe they beat them like 36 to nothing. Now, Jacksonville State was a decent team last year. Um, Obviously, this is just, you can't compare either of these teams to a Georgia, really. Georgia was just so weird week one against Clemson, and I know you're playing Clemson, but I think UAB keeps it tied enough. The spread's at 23. I really like them in a uh, three-team, 10-point teaser with that Iowa team and uh, my for sure coming up in a bit. But reports are just coming out that JT Daniels for Georgia, starting quarterback, uh, might not be playing. 
He's got an oblique issue. Uh, and even if he does decide to tough it out, I, he's going to be bothered by that oblique. Uh, or you get the backup. So it just seems like a big point spread uh, for a tough UAB team who ran the ball well, had a lot of trickery. Uh, quarterback looked pretty good, and their defense was tough. I'm just not in love with uh, with Georgia early in the season. They've got a, maybe the best D-line um, in the country. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I think UAB loses by two touchdowns. That's what I'm going to go with, rocking two touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, those are my two Saturday games so far. Um, another one. I'm going to skip over my for sure. Go to the evening game. You have San Diego State at the University of Arizona Wildcats. Um, University of Arizona is predicted to get last in the Pac-12. And that's saying something because the Pac-12 looks really bad. (laughs) Um, U of A favored by two against my San Diego State Aztecs. I'm going to put some on San Diego State to win straight up. I also love... uh, a two-team teaser here and taking San Diego State plus eight and the over we are going to bump that up it's right now at 46 and a half we're going to bump that up to 52 and a half um yeah I might drop two units on that 52 and a half under on the teaser and San Diego State plus eight San Diego State the past eight years um going back to Rocky Long, and now they're back under the tutelage of Brady Hoke, uh, have been super tough on defense, especially when they're going up against teams that do not see them often. Um, running that 3-3-5, blitzing from all angles, uh, playing against a young Arizona team. I believe they had the seventh-ranked defense in the nation uh, last year. That might even be going back two years. Last year was the weird COVID year. And uh, they run the ball super well. Quarterback is only in his first year starting. He did start some of the games second half of last year's weird season. But run the ball well, play tough defense. They're going to keep this thing tight against a not very good Arizona team. So I'm loving that. Uh, Win straight up and two-team tease it under 52 plus eight. But I'm going to keep this thing short and sweet. Let's get into my fusher bear paw of the weekend Kentucky at home minus five even if it's minus five and a half doesn't matter they're going to win by double digits against Missouri Tigers Kentucky looked very good week one running the ball their biggest issue the past uh, however long I don't know I can't even count years has been their quarterback they had a transfer come in uh, 6'4 220 pound Will Levis coming from Penn State uh, couldn't quite get the starting job at Penn State, which I'm not going to hold that over his head. He's a year younger than Sean Clifford, and Sean Clifford uh, has been starting the past two years. So Penn State was in a tough, tough decision, and they uh, stuck with Clifford. So Will Levis decided to transfer, and that was kind of the missing uh, puzzle piece for Kentucky. Kentucky's always had a very tough run game, good defense. Um, they played... UL Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, which I know you're thinking, who cares? Um, I went back and watched a good amount of the game. UL Monroe is now being coached by 
the one and only Rich Rodriguez. Rich Rod from the good old West Virginia days when they should have won a national championship mid-2000s to Michigan to Arizona. The guy's a great coach. I don't care, you know, what you think of him when he was at Michigan, Arizona. He really probably could have been given a few more years at Michigan to see what happened. But um, anyways, at UL Monroe, brought in his son, who should probably be playing at a bigger school. And that's a good offense. Rich Rod, wherever he's going to go, is going to bring in some recruits. Um, and Kentucky just came out and controlled the game. They end up winning 45-10. to 10. Will Levis... Let's see what the numbers are. Four touchdowns, one interception. The one interception was uh, the receiver just didn't catch the ball in a slant. It came off his hands and bounced back to the safety. 18 for 26, 367 yards. Was very accurate on his deep balls. Uh, moved well in and out of the pocket. Stood tall in the pocket. He's a big dude. Um, Rodriguez Jr., that are running back, 20 carries, excuse me, 19 carries, 125 yards. Ran the ball so tough. Very hard runner. Uh, I also went back and watched that Missouri game. They were not tackling well. They played a Central Michigan team who um, who isn't bad, 134-24. Uh, I really wasn't too impressed with, with Missouri. Um, yeah, their tackling just looked terrible. Central Michigan broke running back, broke multiple tackles. I think Kentucky's going to do the same. Uh, it's at Kentucky. Missouri upset them last year 20-10 to and uh, weren't too nice about it. There was a lot of taunting at the end of the game, uh, a lot of smack talking going on. Kentucky has been posting pictures of Missouri taunting Kentucky's players all over the locker room. This is a revenge game. I think Kentucky is just a much better team. They're at home. You're going to have a crowd. This is, this is a big one for them. Um, and I don't think they're going to hold back. I think they're going to try and run up the score. I see Kentucky winning by double digits. And, uh, yeah, so that's my for sure of the week. If you want to tease those, UAB, bring it up to 33. Iowa, bring it up to 14.5. Kentucky, bring it down to plus 5. I love that. And I'm going to hammer Kentucky minus 5. So there you go. Did Gen Life lock for sure of the week, Kentucky minus 5. Let's get this thing rolling in week 2. We're going to do much better than a losing record. Um, all right, guys. Love you. It's the time of the season When love runs high In this time, give it to me easy And let me try with pleasured hands To take it